0: Hello and welcome back to the Hoffcast. Doom, doom, bip. Uh, it's, uh, dude, that uh, that catchphrase is becoming more and more real. <laughs> Coronavirus is scrambling everybody's brain. The stock market is plunging, and uh, people are are losing their minds. Which maybe we should. Maybe maybe it's gonna be as bad as everybody's predicting. Uh, I just got a phone with Sarah and she uh, she's at Target and she's like, what should I get? And she said they're out of hand sanitizer. They're out of anything like that. Anything that involved they're out of alcohol. She even <laughs> she even goes, should I heard that you could use vodka as a um, substitute for alcohol? Should I buy vodka? I was like, yes, you should buy all the vodka. <laughs> oh, man. Doom is coming. Doom is coming. It's how you respond. I recommend Bip. I recommend, you know, taking care of yourself but not losing your mind over it. Uh, wash your hands. Quit shoving your hands into holes where they don't belong. You know? <laughs> use a fork. That's what I tell my that's what I tell my children, my toddler. I'm like, use your fork. Quit jamming the green bean into your pie hole by completely shoving the whole fist in there. Like it doesn't need to happen like that. Um so far, the Hoff household, I think, is coronavirus free. I think, I guess, it incubates for fourteen days, and I'm, I'm on the road. I'm on the road all the time, so <laughs> who knows? Uh, but stay safe out there. Protect the ones you love. Buy lots of vodka. I, uh, <laughs> my, my brand of choice right now is Tito's. So if if you if you care at all, just go go with that. Uh, they're not paying me to say that, so I, I actually don't care which one you buy. But you should buy all the alcohol. Uh, <laughs> uh, and somebody said toilet paper. Buy toilet paper um, because you don't know if manufacturing plants go down or uh, people run out. And you, just, even if you're healthy, now all of a sudden you can't wipe your ass. So get the toilet paper, people. I don't want to see you guys out there with dirty, dirty buttholes. Um, so pick that up. Uh, everything else is good. Um, I've got a few podcasts in the can. I'm ahead of the game, you guys, and this is going to be second week in a row. Boom, on Friday, here it comes. And, uh, my, my guest this week on the podcast, um, by the way, I, I want to I want I want to ask you guys if you could do me a favor when I have a guest on the podcast, make sure to get out your phone when you figure out who they are and and add them on whatever social media you're on and and shoot a like a post at them, shoot them a tweet, shoot them a uh, you know a, a thing on their Facebook wall or or a DM on Instagram or whatever. Say hey, heard you on, on the Hofcast. Uh, Cause that makes that makes me look good, you guys. You know, people do podcasts out of good faith. They hope people are listening, and so if you can let them know, hey, this is how I found you, then all of a sudden people say, hey. The Hoffcast is a good thing to do. We'd like to go on there, and and uh, and really, that's what I'm bringing them on for. I only bring on people that I think you should know about. So uh, I'm hoping that uh, you'll enjoy the content they put out. And uh, this week on the podcast is no different. We recorded live at the Slow Comedy Festival in San Luis Obispo, California, uh, which was a blast. It was um, it was t- I-, I was only there for I guess I was there for three days. It's a four day festival. I told them, hey, I can't do Thursday. Uh, so they put me on Friday, Saturday, and had a blast hanging out comics. You know, even if even if I didn't know somebody before, there's just a bond there. Like you know, it's like a war buddy. <laughs> you, you've you've been in the trenches. You've done the open mics. You've done the bar show where nobody was listening. So there's an immediate like. And I think every industry is like that. Uh, you know, you find somebody that does a similar thing and you just kind of glom onto them. And when there are 40 of them all of a sudden taking over a small town, <laughs> it's a lot of glomming. And I uh, had a blast, had fun at the shows. <laughs> it, w- it was super tiring because um, uh, I I decided... I, I hung out Friday night, had a good time, uh, <laughs> drank some alcoholic beverages to kill the coronavirus inside my system. And, and then on... Uh, on Saturday, I was, I was like, you know what, I'm not going to be drinking. I just, I did coffee, and um, and I still stayed there way too late. Still stayed, you know, everybody was hanging out. I was having fun talking to people. Stayed there till like 2 a.m., and then I just kind of got a bug up my bunny and I was like, you know what, this thing's over. I'm going to go home, wake up with my, with my family and that way I get to spend a nice sunday with everybody you know since I missed them on friday and saturday and so i get in the car i drive back I, I i grab a big coffee and i drive back i've got my podcasts all lined up and it's like a 3 hour drive especially at night it just you you kind of fly down the coast it's a pretty drive but at night you don't see anything you just go and uh rolled in about 5 5:30 a.m. fell asleep woke up with the kids at 8:30 9 and uh, we went for a walk, and all of a sudden, I text the guys that run the festival. I was like, hey, guys, thanks for, thanks for having me. And they're like, well, don't leave. And I was like, uh, why? <laughs> and they said, well, because you might have a show tonight. And I Because they do this Best of the Fest thing where the audience votes on Saturday, and whoever, you know, or the top seven vote-getters uh, do this big theater show at the end. And they're like, well, don't leave. You might. And I go, well just tell me <laughs> and they're like, okay, yeah, you're on the show tonight. So don't leave. And I was like, ah, I, okay. And so <laughs> I didn't even tell him I left. And I just, uh, said, okay. And we had lunch and I drove back the three hours back on only a few hours sleep. Uh, my hotel room was still open cause I hadn't, uh, checked out completely. Like they still had it till Monday in case you did the late show. Um, <laughs> so I just like went back to the front desk. I was like, "Hey, I need a new key." And I I went in. I didn't. They'd already made up the bed because I forgot to put on the uh, do not disturb sign, which I always put on because I think it's ridiculous to have somebody service your your uh, your hotel room if you're only somewhere for a couple of days. I always put that do not disturb sign out there. You know, don't worry about making my bed. But they had already made the bed, so I just laid down on top of the made bed, like not touching the pillows, not touching anything. Just laid down on top of it, passed out. For an hour and a half, and whenever I do this, I always set, like, 17 alarms. I'm like, I'm going to sleep through whatever. So I set, like, all the alarms, and it went off. I got up and just kind of, like, straightened the bed, the little crease that I had made. So I was like, I don't want the, the maid staff to have to do anything. So I just, like, smoothed out the crease, and uh, and then went and did the show, which was a blast. And then I hung out for maybe a half an hour just pounding coffee, because at this point, my heart's going to explode uh, from just lack of sleep and too much caffeine, and I'm like, all right, guys, that's it, and I did kind of like a half-Irish goodbye, just walked out without talking, to I-, I said hi to the people that I, like, were near the door that I could not avoid, <laughs> and then uh, went on, Um, So that was a blast getting to the San Luis uh, Abyssal Comedy Festival. I want to tell you guys these dates before I introduce my guest. Um, Oh, so, yes, say hi to these two guests. The one I had last week, Andy Haynes. Find him on social media. He's very funny. Tell him the Hoffcast sent you. uh, A-N-D-Y-H-A-Y-N-E-S. Andy Haynes. If you need to press pause right now to do that, go for it. Also, Jimmy Schubert is my guest on the podcast, and that's just Jimmy uh, with a Y, and then S-H-U-B-E-R-T. Uh, say hi to them on social media and tell them where you, where you found them and give them a listen. They're both very funny guys. Um, uh, before I get to Jimmy, I want to like plug a few dates. This weekend, March 6th and 7th, I'm in Ogden, Utah at Wise Guys Comedy Club. So if you're there or you know somebody in the Salt Lake City, Ogden, Utah area, let them know I'm going to be there. Uh, oh, I'm so excited. All the new jokes are... I'm having a blast with them. Uh, then on the 13th of March, Battle Creek, Michigan at the Fires Keepers Casino. I'm there with Cable Guy. And then on the 20th of March, Chandler, Arizona at uh, the Wild Horse Casino. Then I've got a bunch here with uh, Cable Guy. April 3rd, Niagara Falls, Ontario. April 4th, Shawnee, Oklahoma. April 10th, uh, Jetpack Comedy in Los Angeles at Bar Lubitsch. If you're in L.A., come see me there. Uh... April 16th, a Kansas. 17th, Deadwood, South Dakota. 18th, Canyonville, Oregon. And the 19th, Blue Lake, California. Um, and then the 25th, Newkirk, Oklahoma. Those are all with Cable Guy there. So if you're in any of those areas, let me know. And then big announcement, I'm recording an album May 14th through 16th at Appleton, uh, Wisconsin at Skyline, comedy club. Um, I had to move that date up. It was originally in July. So make a note that is now May 14th through 16th. Let's sell out those shows. I want to have a good album recording up there. Um, yes, those are, those are the dates. So if I'm anywhere near you, let me know and uh now jimmy schubert is the guest on the podcast this week and i've done a bunch of shows with him in the past he was at the san luis obispo comedy festival says like hey let's record a podcast this dude has been around he started the comedy store in the 80s he used to open for sam kinnison he tours all over the world and he's old school comedian but he just he's like a mile a minute you guys and you'll hear it on the podcast he kind (laughs) of he kind of takes over at times i was just like okay you're you're driving the ship now jimmy you just you just Go and I'll try and like. If you get off course a little bit, I'll just kind of like try and bump you back on. But dude, I had a fun time talking to him, and I hope you guys enjoy my conversation with Jimmy Schubert. Doom bit. Doom doom doom. Check, check. Did you just see, uh, they just announced the travel warning for uh, South Korea. What was the travel warning? It's for the coronavirus. It's, uh, they, they collapsed, they're, they're not allowing, they're restricting flights into one more place, not just China, but one more place, and then they said, in a heightened warning for Italy and South Korea.
1: So they're not restricting travel there. Before. It's not
0: restricting, but they're like, they've Bro, heightened you know the warning. Doing? You know what they're doing, uh, really? Cool.
1: I think they're they're doing it on purpose. I mean, it's really it's it's all fear based shit. You think I, so? Uh, well, I think the coronavirus is like the flu. the 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 uh, the people that are susceptible are really young people and really old people. Right. Right. Systems that are compromised. It's like the flu. I've talked to doctors. You can most people get it. It's like having the flu and then it fucking leaves your system. I mean, I don't know what the you know.
0: Well, the guy that died up in Washington just yesterday, he was like, he had health problems. Yeah. So he like was beyond, already, yes. He
1: was already compromised. But you also, when you get on the plane, you take your Clarke swipes, you wipe down the fucking tray, you wipe down the armrest, you wipe down the whole fucking scene.
0: Exactly. You know what? This is uh, vindicating my wife because she's been doing that for years and people always yeah. looked at us like, you no. guys are insane. No. She, your wife, well, because you don't get the flu, you know, those viruses can cling to those
1: surfaces. Right. And, you know... That's what they. That's what they said. The virus can say. So I'm. I'm going to have a hoodie. I have a goggles to protect my eyes, and it's kind of snug against the face. Uh, so I have a, a a mask that goes on around my my nose, and, 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 right. a, and I also have rubber gloves.
0: Uh, I want to talk to you about this. I just want to introduce you properly here on the. Oh, we got an alarm going off. Here on the HoffCast today is my friend and very funny comedian, actor Jimmy Schubert. Hey, man. We're talking coronavirus here, people. He's going to uh, South Korea.
1: South Korea on Monday morning. I have to go over there, and I'm filming on this uh, cross-cultural. It's called a K-drama. They're very popular over there. Most of South Korea's tourism is based on these shows. And so it's a Screen Actors Guild project. Uh, This writer and director, Sean, we did season one. Uh, A couple years ago, and they got enough money, and it it took off, and then went to Netflix, and so I was in the first and last episode of season one, and so I came over there and do, uh, and so it's actual English and Korean, some of it's in Korean. I was gonna say, yeah, how do you... Well, it's this cross-cultural thing, and so, so I I mean, obviously, I'm in the English-speaking part of it, I play the lead's dad, Okay. and she's the love, and she's the love interest with the guy in the K-drama. It's like she, she kind of watches the show and she falls and she winds up in the show. Okay. And then she comes out of the show, but a couple people from the show come out to her and realize. Interesting. So, so yeah, it's an, yeah it's, look, it's acting work, bro. It's, a, it's what we call a diversity hire. You know what? You a, <laughs> it's good f- to be on
0: that side of it, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you can fly a white guy in from Los Angeles. Like all of a sudden, but they you know the, a white guy. Uh, the, the cast is super talented. People can just, if they went to Netflix and typed my name in, Drama World would it come up. It shows up if they Google yeah, come or. up. You know, yeah. so it was, a, well, there's a, there's a, there's a, their Netflix is a thing called Vicky.com. Okay. And so that's Asia's Netflix and it's 40 million subscribers. So even if like 10% of those people watch the shows a hit, that's 4 million by anybody's standards. Right. Right. Uh, but they're usually popular and they are popular all over the world, all through Europe. And, and so I got, uh, I got cast in this thing and, and so, uh, I'm, I'm going to go back for season two and obviously I'm going to be vigilant. I, I mean, I know a lot of people going, you know, people going, going to South Korea, but I mean, dude, I, I mean, I've been in. You know, I'm a world traveler. I'm an experienced traveler. I don't fucking touch anything anyway.
0: Yeah, you're you're always talking about your uh, things that you're doing overseas and things. I'm always I'm always surprised by how much work you get it's overseas. It's amazing. I
1: got back. Well, in October, I was in India. Uh, you know, in uh, uh, October, I was in India with Russell Peters. I was opening for Russell Peters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to Pune. The Pune? Pune. It was, I like I a was in Ahmedabad with... Uh, where where uh, Trump was because that's like you know uh, uh, India is like third world in some places and right. obviously developing in other places, and so it's uh, you know uh, I met a is one is there a call? Google just put like tw- like I think like like um, you know opened a plant there Amazon opened a the plant there so okay. a lot of jobs are coming into this part of India, and then we went to Hyderabad and then we went to Bombay for a couple of days and hung out, and then then we did shows and we did a show in Kuwait and then we came home.
0: I feel like half these things. Uh, I don't know a lot about India. Half these things, I feel like you could just be saying words, and I don't have any idea. Well, well, like, would you off, say hydro-bot? Uh, uh, Hyderabad? Hyderabad. Hyderabad. Okay, that's Hyderabad. yeah.
1: And, and I wouldn't just make up <laughs> fucking words. Like, these are real places. I really went. It wasn't a dream. And uh, yeah, but it's it's funny because they're not really <laughs> they're not very you know generous with the toilet paper over there. Like you go to restrooms and it's like always like a quarter to less than half a roll. And, right. Right. And I go, why? Why like I noticed there was a pattern and, uh-huh. and uh, they said they don't use it. They use the, the bum gun is what they call it, which is like a garden hose with a spray nozzle on it, and they uh and they rinse the raisin hole out with the bum gun and uh and they don't use toilet paper. <laughs> but I go, Didn't the last fifteen guys use the fucking bum gun to rinse out the fucking raisin hole? Right. I mean you go over and grab Hey Jimmy you just got back from India, you look great. Look you look like you lost thirty pounds. How'd you do a keto? Ah, I got dysentery was over there, and I was peeing up, peeing on my ass off for the last two and a half months. <laughs> I feel great.
0: Good to be <laughs> back over there. Gave me a whoosh, and yeah. the old bum the, gun. Uh, old bum it's different gun. from a bidet. Yeah, yeah it's not. A, it's like a handheld bidet. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So you got. A... I didn't use it. You didn't use it. No, bro. Have you used a bidet? Pe- uh, People look at Americans like we're gross because we don't use a bidet. In well, some parts know. of the world, they're like that is what that's the only way to get clean. Just wiping with toilet paper is gross. A lot of the world thinks that.
1: Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't grow up with that. I mean, you know, I, right, right. And I, and I guess, but I, I mean, uh, but I don't know. The sanitary. I, yeah, who knows? Everybody's using the same fucking hose to rinse out their <laughs> asshole. You know what I mean? I mean, I, you know, there's fucking corn nipplets hanging off the handle and oh, stuff. Dear, I'm like, well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying people are using it. Right, right. You know, I mean, it's not sanitary either way. <laughs> you know, I, I'm doing my bit about you know automatic. Automation in the bathroom Yes the people Yeah I love are that like, bit Are basically just dropping You know Just dropping mud in a hole And covering it with You know Yeah I mean, yeah It's not really You know Like a traditional toilet like, oh, It must be tough for you With the automation in your bathroom it's American pig <laughs> Very difficult you, Very Amer- difficult you, American pig
0: Dude last night We were hanging out We were both sitting here In San Luis Obispo Doing the slow comedy festival Yeah And having a good time And last night You were holding court You were telling stories That I had never heard Um you know, like what's is there one story in your mind in in your history of comedy that just stands out where like this is like I will always remember that moment of my career. Just like a crazy one that still even you can't believe or that you just think just stands out like, wow, that was had I known that that was going to be what happened there. Oh jeez, man, there's so many. I mean, I've been doing
1: this for so long. I mean, I'm I'm obviously I'm, I'm proud of some of the acting work I did and like Go and and to be able to get those opportunities yeah, to act yeah, in some of these like major motion pictures. And even in like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I mean you work on it for a couple of days, you know you see but you know, they pay you but I mean over time with the residuals you get you get you know, it's it's yeah. worth because it all that goes in the pension fund and stuff like that. Right, and, right. You know, as a stand up uh you know, and this is always kind of what I want to do. It's, it's, You're right. It's weird. It's like internet. I mean, I've been to China, not recently. Yeah. But I've been to Shanghai and Beijing. I've performed there. Right. Uh, also, uh, Wucho Sushi, uh, Macau, Hong Kong, Singapore, and I've done those. probably like, I've done those trips a couple times. Yeah. But it was a few years ago.
0: A lot of expats, right? Is there well, A lot of expats, watching? like
1: big communities of expats over there, like 25,000. And it literally, is, there's nothing for them to do. So
0: you don't have to change your act at all, you just no, do no, it. No,
1: they're, no, they're, they're Canadians, they're, they're Canadians, right. they're Americans, they're uh, South Africans, they're uh-huh. Australians, they're, yeah. uh, you know, so it's a good portion of it is all, um, you know, English-speaking people, you don't have to... And, and the thing is, it's interesting, what I love about, like, performing over there is they... Uh, they greatly appreciate what you do okay yeah yeah you know they, they, they don't you know i mean some people over here are like you know drunk oh, yeah, yeah, you know but over there they're very respectful of it i mean i think it's uh you know stand-up comedy is uniquely american art form like jazz music right you know, right the way we do it here was going kind to of invent i mean you can make a case that well the second oldest profession Bring the dance girls, and then get the court jester <laughs> get in the here. Clown. I mean, you could, yeah, you could make uh, you could make a case for that, but the way it's done, where you're standing up on stage talking about current events and things that happened that day, and making fun of them, I mean, that's not kind of a, a uniquely American thing. Which is why it's so right. impressive when you go to some place like India, because you realize. English is not their first language; it's their second language, and it's not something they grew up with. Yeah. But the great thing about Russell Peters, aside from him being hilariously funny and an amazingly uh, just just a gentleman, yeah. the, you know, he's just a a, a a wonderful human being. And but he's cultivated these markets over there, right, and, right. They're, and they're and they're Russell Peters fans. But because of Russell Peters fans, now they are comedy fans, and Russell's like brought over, like you know, Jason Collins and, and, and a lot of people on these tours. And it's amazing, man. It's it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience, and you're doing it with Russell Peters, and he's like Elvis.
0: Right, right. And, These uh, giant places. And you
1: just get to see this guy's operation. It's like, really, he's so... I mean, you're like, this guy can make 6,000 seats seem intimate. Yeah. You know, he's got the cameras, they're shooting, there's a big thing of him, like, so everybody can see all over, there's monitors. I mean, it's it's uh, it was really uh, amazing, and just... Uh, Just a cool thing. I've never been an idiot. Now I have. Cross it off the bucket list.
0: Cross it off. Is there one place that you have not been and done comedy that you're like, i got to get there? Well, Australia. Australia, I hear, is great. I've never done it.
1: I'd like to do the Edinburgh Festival one time. Or or there's a a, a Glasgow Comedy Festival, which is a smaller festival and much easier to get into. But you could probably go do the Glasgow Festival. And then from there... You know, hook up in Edinburgh or you or go to Glasgow, yes, yeah. we'll get in and have those people that run Edinburgh. I'm sure people run Edinburgh are there. Uh, you know, uh, I was talking to Bronson who was, um, he did the Edinburgh, he does the times, Edinburgh right? a lot. And I was talking to him about it yesterday, and and, and and you know, and you know, you gotta, it's it's a lot of work, there's a lot of shows over there. So you go over there for a month of shows and your show runs the same time every day. It's kind of it's interesting, it's uh, it's uh, yeah, it's cool, man. I mean, like. You know, you you're sitting and going like you're going to Macau. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Like Macau's like Vegas on on steroids. Is that right? Well, because there's so many people there. You know, I got the building, at the big Lotus building, and I mean, the the the, the hotels are massive because there are so many Asian people. There's one point seven billion. Asian people, give or take. Yes. Uh, you know, and they have a tough time keeping <laughs> track of them in some of the rural areas, but that 0. .7 is more than we have in our entire country. Exactly. And there's a town over there that has 50 million people in it, and there's like nine or 10 towns that are bigger than that one. I mean, a town with 50 million people. That's crazy. And then there's places where you go, and they have these giant high-rises, and they're like ghost towns.
0: Yeah, I heard that they're building, they're just building these towns in preparation for people, Right. Well, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, I guess it is. But, you know, it's interesting, uh, you know, and a lot of this is going
1: to come. You know, the Dutch have a saying. uh, uh, I think it's the Dutch have a saying. It's better to steal a good idea than to come up with a bad one all by yourself. (laughs) Okay. And the Chinese have seemed to run with that. I mean, they really do steal everybody's technology. You can have story after story after story. Like guys going over there, they brought their stuff to get manufactured over there in, in China cheap. Yeah. Then China reverse engineers the technology. And next thing you know, Ch- the, the guy's competing against the China that stole his technology right, and they're selling it for cheaper. I had a friend of mine who bought the Mr. Softy franchise, Turner Sparks, who's also a stand-up but he brought the Mr. Softy franchise over there and so it's an ice cream truck franchise okay and then he would park and then two ice cream trucks one would park in front of him one would tr- park behind him and they would run him like they would try to ruin his business i mean they they did it like they 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 steal your ideas
0: where was that? Uh, this was in China. That was in China. Yeah, he, was, uh... he, he
1: lived in a uh, he lived in a town called Suzhou. Really, which they say is the Venice of uh, China, but anybody who's been to Venice would never say that. But it has these ancient canals and and the, and the uh, I think the the pagodas that style of building originated in Suzhou. Okay. You know, so when you see those the, those buildings, that's where that architecture developed in a, in, a, in a town called Suzhou. But yeah, they but they also, I mean, there's a store over there. It's an it looks like an Apple store. Uh uh-huh. You think the products are Apple products? The people working there think they work in an Apple store, but it's all knockoff, reverse engineered, fucking stolen technology. Right. Yeah, They've yeah, been yeah. doing it for years, and that's why you know that there was a, a trade showdown. I mean, obviously, even Chinese people don't want to be Chinese products because they're shit. They're made cheap. They're made horrible. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's fascinating. And, and then, now you see that we're in this coronavirus, but all our medications are made over there. All, our, all the stuff we would need during a pandemic is made in China, but that's where ground zero is for the pandemic. I right. Mean, so- Another, it's a weak point in our. So maybe they need to bring some of these manufacturing jobs back to the states, so we can be self-reliant a little bit. I mean, oh yeah, they they say towards the end. Well, they say uh, towards the end of his life, Steve Jobs, it really uh, was a great stressor for him that they had stolen his technology. Yeah, Yeah, because they they all go over there to get cheap technology, but it's not worth it. Right, the Germans. uh, I started a guy from BMW over there. He said he gives the Chinese technology that's three, and f- they let them have the technology that's four and three years old.
0: Okay, they manufacture
1: yeah, yeah. the newest technology themselves because otherwise they'll steal it. Trade secrets. Yeah, they'll, they'll steal it. That's what they do. But the whole, the whole economy up there is a, it's a propped up economy. You don't know, you don't realize like China is like the most capitalist, communist place I've ever been. Uh huh, and. They give them the capitalism because it makes them feel like but I mean there's there's a lot of very wealthy people in China now But it's new money. This okay. is only a phenomenon. It's only happened over the last 15 or 20 years A lot of these people are moving in like you walking down the street And there's a lady holding a baby over a trash can and the baby's shitting in the trash can You're walking down the street and this old lady pulls up her dress leads against the wall and fucking drops mud Right on the sidewalk. Hey, got me again, Shanghai. Got me again. <laughs> you know, I mean, and it's and it's weird. Like you know, the the you see these like like Mercedes, and then they have like Louis Vuitton seat covers. Like it's like it's like uh, it's nouveau riche. It's it's new money. It's like it's, okay, it's, it's not old money, and it's. I,
0: it, Is it completely technology based?
1: No, but it's the, the, all the manufacturings over there. They they they, right, they right. give them they give them all this leeway because they, they you know they, I mean look at dude, I and mean, you look at like look at all the protests in Hong Kong, you know a month ago they were protesting the streets of Hong Kong, now they're empty. Huh, coronavirus. It's also crashing the U.S. markets. It's, yeah, it's a, you know it's a it's a it's a fear based thing. They got everybody freaking out over this thing. Have you, you know, seen those videos
0: die. of like them spraying the the streets of Wuhan and. Uh, and like locking people in their own condos and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, and they don't have Facebook, right? So well, everything but, that's coming yeah, out they, is no, like that's why they control the internet. I mean, yeah. you,
1: you need a VPN over there to actually have interrupted internet. But you you're, there's Virtual so private network. There, there's so many Chinese people. Yeah, like I said, and I don't think they value life. I, don't, I just don't think they do it. I mm-hmm. mean, the, the construction on the buildings isn't, like, the, I mean, they put these buildings up in, in, in a matter of, like, weeks. And, I right. mean, how safe could they be?
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just. Do you think that's, a uh, like, a religious thing? Like, they don't look at it the same way we do traditionally? Like, even if you're not religious here, I think, like, Americans maybe because well, dude, of religion there's, you there's, value there's,
1: life. There's no personal space. Yeah. I mean, there's no personal space. You're peeing in a urinal. A guy come up next to you start peeing in the same urinal. Is that right? Yeah. I mean it's, it's insane. I mean it's insane. I mean it, it, all of a sudden the, they're using
0: your they're, bum gun. You're like, hey, I'm using that. Hey. Do uh, you mind? <laughs> why don't you bend over? I'll squirt you from over here then. Hey, why don't you uh why don't you
1: hit me up? Check it out while you're back there. Anything <laughs> any dingle Am I good? Am I good? <laughs> uh no, but it is it it's uh Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's there's just so many people. That's why it kind of, like, spread the way it did. They just ride trains together. They cough, they sneeze, they hack. Yeah. It's all, like,
0: I mean... Did you have to buy a specific mask, or did you just get, like, a general, like, medical No, I
1: got a cloth mask, which I'll wear underneath another mask. I'm not taking any chances. You double masking? I'm double masking, bro. Really? Well, Well, because... Like, I'm just going to have the thing on, on on the plane, but, I mean, the breathing the breathing apparatus is, like, it's an industrial...
0: Yeah, and, it's got, like, the... Yeah. It's almost like a painter's mask. Well, yeah, exactly, a bit. because I'm not...
1: I'm on a plane. It's a pressurized tube. It's recycled air. Yeah. I'm not taking any fucking chances, bro. I don't want to get it. I don't want to get quarantined. I'm oh, going my o- goodness. I'm going over to do my job, and I'm going to do my acting thing. I'm going to get back in my mask and my goggles and my gloves and you can make fun of me all you want. But but the other thing is, is that uh, people they need to know that I took precautions. Yeah, they need to know that I'm, you know, doing my thing. I mean, I'm supposed to fly out like Monday in two days. You're not only
0: protecting yourself; you're protecting everybody else that you're going to come. Well, yeah, but you got to take it seriously.
1: Look, I got to take it seriously. It's like. The flu, it's like, it's a little, it's like that, you right. know, I, I mean, the, the people that are that are getting compromised are older people or younger people, but it's like the flu, there's more deaths from the flu this year than, you know, the coronavirus, and, and I'm, you know, but they don't even know the actual numbers, so. Yeah, but. Did you
0: hear that story about that uh, comedian who was on a cruise ship who was quarantined? Yeah, and, he left. And, and he escaped his <clears throat> quarantine, flew back to the United States up there in like Oregon or something. Yeah because he had a gig in town, like he had a gig in Nashville or something he's like I can't miss that speaking engagement that's that's my money I'm not getting paid he snuck out of quarantine not knowing if he had it or not and flew back to the United States and then he was like I'm going to go do the show and he actually ended up getting cancelled because he was on the news cameras talking like yeah I got out of that quarantine and people were like you shouldn't have done that
1: yeah well it's stupid kind of they, they had a thing on this kid where the, this guy had his daughter on and the guy on the guy was tested twice but he's coughing I saw that clip and I, she's I, drinking I, the water and, and she he drinks drinking, it, it. and people are you? what is wrong with you right if how, that's how, real how, no how dumb are you if that's no right, it was they're real they're drinking out of the same water he, but i I mean dude that's the problem that's the, like like just take a couple precautions yeah I mean you know chances like i'm not i'm not taking any chances I'm not gonna get it just be be, be vigilant you know
0: yeah I'm only here for
1: a couple days I'm gonna stay in my hotel room I'm not going out into the public I, i'm I mean, I'll when I go to the set they'll drive me back to the hotel I'll get in the hotel and I'll just figure it out from there but I'm not
0: I'm not fucking around with it I'm right now fighting an overwhelming urge to cough. Like I just, like I don't know, if talking about coughing or whatever. It's, all of a sudden, <laughs> stirred yeah. this tickle in the back of my throat. Yeah, sorry, man. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah,
1: so that's uh, it'll be interesting. But I'm, I'm only going to go. I'll probably I get back on the ninth, so I'm leaving like okay. On the, I'll, I I leave on the second. I land on the third, and I'm there the fourth, fifth. You're sixth, there less than a week. Yeah, I'm there, at, we're there. I'm there for five days. Okay, filming. And then I
0: jump on a plane and come back. Well, good luck, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, are we in the golden age of comedy, or
1: was we, there a better time? No, we are in the golden age of comedy. This you is know, it. Comedians are the new rock stars. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about you, but I have done, my last year has been amazing. Usually, summer times are slow, but I think this, uh, this economy is so good. I mean, I haven't stopped working. Right. I mean, I don't, that's what I said. I don't. I mean, I don't even have to, I wish I had time to do a fucking podcast, like a, my own podcast. I just, it's just. I mean, how busy do I need to
0: fucking be? You know? Exactly. Exactly and you're doing stand-up that's that's your greatest love like you do the acting and stuff like that but stand-up is what you are right no no
1: absolutely there's no question about it and i act when they let me yeah and i'm lucky enough that i've been in some great projects. i got a movie coming out called puppy love with hopper penn okay michael madsen roseanne arquette uh, wayne newton's in it Cowboy of Rome for the ufc's in it and so it's just really kind of cool little it's like a, it has a go vibe to it that like the you- movie guy
0: you mentioned Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I feel like there's some movies that I saw before I met you, and since then I've seen them again. I'm like, wait a second, there he is. There's Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. I'm, dude, I, I've been in, I did like 15 episodes of King
1: Queens. I did four episodes of Entourage, a couple episodes of ER. Yeah. Uh, and, um... Where did you start comedy? I started in Philly, man.
0: You started in I Philly? Started,
1: yeah, I started in Philly. Who were some of the guys that started at that time? Oh, shoot. Well, Keith Robinson. Okay. He's a Philly guy. Um... It's a, uh, it's a, uh, you know, I mean Brenner, you know Cosby or like the older heads. Sure, a, yeah. Uh, a lot of those guys are probably uh, a guy named Ron Gallop. This kid named George Sharp. Uh, Todd Glass was out of Philly. Was he? Yeah. Was there a club there that? The, yeah, there was a Comedy company? Works and the Comedy Factory Outlet. There were two clubs, and you could do one open, one at an open mic on Michael Tuesday, one at an open mic on Michael Wednesday. Yeah, and then you know, but the, back then the scene was there weren't nearly nearly as many comics as there are now. Right, right. I mean, it, it, it's amazing. Like, you know, like, people like people cut like, I did, I did it for a couple of years in Philly, but I had been a magician f- since the time I was nine, so I had all these performing chops. I just had to wait for my writing ability to catch up and figure it out. But, uh, yeah, I kind of did it for a couple of years in Philly, and then I went, I go, look, I was going to go to New York, L.A. I said, well, if I go to L.A., if I, go to, if I go to New York, eventually when i have to go to L.A. I don't have to start over, so why not just go to L.A.? Just and, skip the New York. And, York. Yeah, and just, and just kind of went out there. Because and, and, I like, grew up on the East Coast. So to me, it was like, let me go see, uh, you know, and...
0: Uh, you mentioned magic. You're you're very good at, like, I don't know what you would consider yourself. Slide, so slide of hand. Close-up magic. Close-up magic, yes. Yeah, because yeah. you were doing card tricks last night. Do you get – I'm wondering, if is doing a card trick and having it work out, is it a similar feeling? Is there something psychologically the same about it as when a joke works? Like Yes. You've, you know the inner well, you know there's you a lot more what?
1: stuff going on with the trick. Yes. It's like a one-legged duck. There's a lot of paddling going on underneath the surface. <laughs> To present, uh, one legged pre- duck, yeah, there's a lot of paddling going on <laughs> to make the top look normal. No, because there's where you just tell a joke, and the thing I like about it is that magic challenges me on another level. You have to rehearse the trick, you have to pretend the trick, you have to come up with the original pattern for the trick, right? And right. you have to present it, and you have to do it a couple times, like and get it and get it to a thing, you know. Like my buddy Zach Waldman, who's here at Slow, he works the magic castle. I mean, he's a professional magician, this guy does. Like, he does, you know, corporate events and all this other stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and he and he also does a little bit of stand-up. So, it's perfect for him to come up here. and, uh, But, yeah, man, I've, got, I've seen him at the castle a couple times. And, he, and he's kind of, and he helps me out. With, like, I go, and presenting something. I'll look at something. I go, "Well, to try to do that more natural. And just gives you these little pointers. Yeah. So, it's nice to have a mentor over there. I just, I, it's just, uh, I started doing it. That's how I started my career. like I was like 14, 15. I had like six gigs a month. I was making like 250, 300 hours a gig, you know, for fifty 15 For magic. Yeah, for magic. And, I, I, you know, and you're doing, you know, Boy Scout jamborees and kids' parties and, you know, corporate events and stuff. Yeah. I mean, but it was all to get me performing because I knew eventually I was going to hit the comedy clubs. I wanted yeah. to be a stand-up. Okay. The magic, I mean, you can't, you know, it's like in Steve Martin's book. You know, the the, the magic is the, uh, is the cheap, man's way in the show business. You buy a trick for 10 bucks, there you go, boom, you're performing magic. You yeah, know, if you're, not yeah. ma- if you're not a member of the Lucky Sperm Club and your dad's not, you know, <laughs> uh, you, you know a famous actor, then then this is the poor man's way in the show
0: business. And okay. So,
1: and I used to do, like, the children's hospitals all the time and and go down there and do free shows for the kids and then you would get paid gigs out of that and so...
0: Yeah, there's a lot of crossover between magic and, and comedy, though. Don't you feel a little bit like when you're telling a joke that there's something coming that you're anticipating that they are not?
1: Yeah, there's a little uh, bit of. Smoke I and mean, it, in it, it, it really there really are parallels. There really are parallels, uh, you know, uh, and uh, and so it's. Uh, I just I just enjoy it. It's the it's the world's like oldest art form. I mean, yeah. there's, there's hieroglyphics. of the guys doing the cups and balls trick on, like, on the hieroglyphics. I mean, magic's been around a long time. Yeah. And there's no new tricks. There's just new presentations of old principles of magic. And so I love the history of it. I love reading about it. I, I, I mean, somewhere I'm on the road... I'll bring a couple of tricks with me and I'll work on those tricks like during the day, like after writing and doing like all my business stuff to relax my mind. Yeah. I will then work on a presentation of a man and try to, and I love figuring it out. I love watching stuff and figuring it out and go, okay, the, and then put your own spin on something and, and creating. It just, it's it, it's funny because sometimes when I'm, I find myself just critically thinking where you just, you got some music on you just letting your mind drift It always drifts to a presentation What kind of
0: music Are you putting on When
1: you're doing this My buddy
0: got me this iPod Okay Yeah And it has <laughs> You said iPod Like like you were Talking about new technology No no It was buddy a gift No we got me this, no, but Got you an the, iPod The cool thing Just
1: it's you can't take any music off it. You can't put any music on it. It's got every top forty song from nineteen fifty five to two thousand eleven. Okay. Every top forty song in every category. It's got the entire Beatles collection, the Love Collection, the uh-huh. sixty six, all, all the Ed Sullivan show. Uh it's got the Elvis every Elvis song, it's got these collections, it's got an average white band live, it has this it's got all the T V theme songs on it's it. It's just on there. And I just fucking hit shuffle. Yeah. And if I really liked I go, oh, I shazam it on my phone. I download it on my phone, but that when I'm in my hotel room, that's what I listen to. It, it just okay. gets, it's It's so I have a real eclectic music taste, you know. I like to listen. I sometimes just, you
0: just gotta fast forward something through something, but but uh, <laughs> most of the stuff on there is great, you know. Okay, and so then you just let my, your mind drift. Is that how you write? Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I, you know, I just like I, I'm, I literally, like I'm sitting in a I believe my room, just and and my mind just fucking goes, and I. And I, I it's just, you know, jot notes down, or I'm like, you know, and then I'll, I'll try to like, uh, especially with stand up. You know, stand up is kind of an organic thing. Like, you know, oh, that's that's interesting. Oh, that's yeah, inter-, you know, and then and then I just jot those. Out. And then I do a little research on the internet and go, oh, okay, and kind of add to it. And then I put my spin on it and put it through the Jimmy Schubert filter. And, uh, and and it's weird because it's 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 uh you, you know it's, it's a lot of guys talking about a lot of the same shit you know you got exactly you yeah you got i mean there's so many you know so you got to be kind of careful i mean i think the, origi- the originality in stand up anymore is in the presentation of it okay a lot of people talk about a lot of the same things it's just how do you talk about it yeah and i'm even uncomfortable
0: when somebody says like if i have a joke about sharks or whatever and somebody else just says sharks i'm uncomfortable instantly cuz i'm thinking oh man like even if it's a completely different joke i can't like well, you know, me. I
1: always go well. So and so mentioned it earlier, and then I go into my my thing. If sure, yeah, you yeah. Know, you know, uh, address I, I, it. I do a shark but tank, but this pit. is my yeah. I do a shark tank pit. Yeah, you know. Oh, he mentioned sharks. Oh, yeah, he's such a no, no, But I mean, the thing is, like you know, look, there's just there's just like you know, eight thousand guys out there talking about the same shit. Everybody's looking for stuff to talk about. There's going to be parallel development. There's going to be guys with similar ideas. There's, but. You know what you write, and you know what yeah. you know. And that's why I really don't like watch a lot of stand up. I mean, there's a, there's sure. a couple guys I will watch. You know, I'll watch, you know, Bill Burr, I'll watch, you know, uh, David Tell, because I think they're, like, fucking two of the funniest guys on the planet. I'll yeah, watch Brian Regan, yeah. But I really don't like, I don't want to ever be watching somebody and then six months later I come up and I go, did, I, did somebody yeah, say that to Yeah, all of a sudden me? it's like, to call just, like I And I'll call, like, some people and go, you ever heard this? Yes, ever heard I think this? we
0: all have that you know, so you, sounding board. That... Well,
1: you need it because it's like, you know, you don't, you know, obviously you, you have respect for your fellow, before someone, it's like, you know, I mean, Stanhope does this bit about breast cancer and the NFL and I, you know, I started working on a premise and I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw that bit I'm
0: like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, then you're, I'm out, I'm out. Yeah. You don't yeah. even feel like you want to do it anymore. I like, no, the no,
1: they beat, first off, they beat you to it and they're doing a better version of it. Right. besides that, it's, it was kind of controversial. And so that's one
0: time I saw, uh, I saw a comedian who was getting ready to film like a late night and I watched them do a joke that was very similar to one of mine. And it was the one time that I was like, mine's better. That bums me out because now I can't do it, but mine was better. No, but they were very similar.
1: Yeah, but you know what the thing is, dude. I, yeah, but it, I mean, you know, it, there's just so many fucking things. You get, like, there's gonna be similar fucking. Yeah, them, but, I know, I know. And, and especially as comedians, you're always looking for that like, like that thing. When and they go, yeah, I got a bit like that. Okay. Yeah, musicians aren't but,
0: like that. Hey, I got a love song yeah, too. What are you doing? Too, I've
1: had. You know what's funny is uh, I've had a couple people text me go, hey, so and so is doing your, your a joke of yours. Okay, and I said, really. And I said, yeah, but I know how comedians are. Comedians are like, like to cause trouble. <laughs> and so I, I went up to this gentleman, and I said, hey, man, can I talk to you for a minute? And he said, sure. And we kind of walked out back. It was just me and him. Uh-huh. And I said, listen, someone, I look, I'm bringing you out here. I'm talking to you in private. But, but, you know, I know comedians are troublemakers, and people say shit all the time. Yeah, I don't want to anybody of anything. I just wanted to... Uh, Someone said that we were doing a similar bit, okay. and, I, and I just wanted to check it with you to see what your bit is. Right, and it happened to be about a pepper shaker. And he goes, "No, I do the thing about church because, like, the, it's like the handle of a pepper shaker in the collection basket in church." I "It's not even close to anything I'm doing." Yeah, I said, "That's fucking." I'm, never mind. I'm never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought I didn't. I, I just want to clear it up. If we did do something similar, I just want to know. But I, but you know, I think I think I would want somebody, to, if they approach me like that, I would want them to handle it like that. Yeah. You know, be be respectful and go, look, I'm not, uh, nobody's a, I just want to know. So I think that, we,
0: I think all good comics want to know, like if they have a similar bit. Yeah. Like I would uh, want to know. Yeah. And believe me, rather than having dude, people in bil- the back And of believe the room. me, man.
1: I've had people say that to me. I was working on, but like the fucking, Ah, I can't do it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you beat me to it. But you got that's it. but that's kind of the premise. You got to come up with an original premise. There's a race to get it on television or an album or on fucking Sirius XM satellite radio. And now, I mean, you know, I got a new album dropping May 15th called Zero Tolerance, which is my also a special that's available on my website, but we're getting released the audio right, right. on Sirius XM and and Spotify, but you know, you the great thing about it now is like all this social media. I mean, if you're on it and you're doing it, it, it really like I mean, obviously you're doing a podcast, but it, You know they got Pandora Amp now, yeah. Which is this new thing for artists to upload their stuff and stretch their channels, and they can leave voice messages on the channel for listeners, right? And say, "Hey, I'm coming on tour. I'm going to Atlantic City." And then when the people in Atlantic City are listening to their Pandora, that commercial will play on the. It's like geo tagging. Yeah, I mean, it's really they've really given uh, you know artists a a chance to get it directly to the fan base. I mean, if you're look, I mean. We're talking about podcasts. I I would rather work with Pandora, Amp, and creating my channel and leaving messages or doing some Patreon stuff behind. A, like if people want to listen to stuff, right? Then that it's just it's just I don't want to add to the uh, the cacophony of internet banality because everybody's going to fucking podcast. And just and 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 uh, <laughs> I but I, I I don't know we're doing podcasts, podcast, but I mean you're a stand up comic. You're a fucking hilarious stand up comic. You know I listen to my stuff, but there's a lot of people. Doing, I go. There's a lot of drivel out there. A lot of drivel, bro. It's a, there's a sea of mediocrity out there, and yeah, and it's just like you know. But you know, I get why comics do it. You know, I it, it's it's but
0: I do it for a way to like keep in touch with people in between. There's a couple, uh, guys,
1: couple guys doing. Yeah, I know. But there's a couple. But but there's a couple people out there doing open mics. You want to do my podcast? Talk about the mic oh, god, like, bro. <laughs> Let's get some. You know, it's just it's interesting. It's just it's. Uh, Yeah, it's it's just like if you take at least you're going right to your fan base, right? People follow you; they want to listen to stuff. Exactly, they want to listen to stuff. For guys
0: like us, we're working pros. It's different. You want to have something to put out there, you know? There's so much more to do now than there was. I mean, even like ten years ago, nobody was doing podcasts. Social media wasn't what it was like. Yeah,
1: I mean, I gotta tell you, man, when I was doing this gig. I mean, you can sleep till two, get yeah. up, fart, burp, go back to bed till four, and then go up and do your stand.
0: Yeah, and you call this a, the comedy age, but wasn't that better when you just had to be funny at night? Well, I don't know who started it, but I,
1: I think that, like, you know, being a funny comedian is enough. I was talking with Brian Regan about this. I was at uh-huh. Doctor Grins in Cedar Rapids, and Brian came in after he was at the Grand Rapids. Uh, Grand, yeah. Grand Rapids, yeah. and he was at the. Uh, he was doing the arena there. And he stopped in after the show. Yeah, and we were talking, and I and Brian is, is a, a, one of my, one, one of my favorite comics, and, and one He's of my great. favorite, yeah. and one of my favorite human beings. But he just said to me, he said something really interesting. He said, "I just didn't think of anything like other than this. Like, yeah, yeah. I, this was telling jokes and being funny. It's a fuck enough. I mean, if you do it at a high level. Yeah, yeah. I mean." But it's so much more than that. And now you to be able to act. You got to shoot videos. Or put video content up. You got to do a podcast. You got to do it. like yeah, I, yeah. Go, I go. Hey,
0: the fucking stand up. It's enough. The stand up is suffering for some people. Some people do a lot of things just okay, and it, had they just focused on the stand up, they'd be so much better off. Well, I, yeah, you know, but but
1: but you know, it, that doesn't. None of that makes a difference. I mean, you, there's 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 plenty of people out there making a living doing stand-up comedy, going, how the fuck? Yeah. And I happen to be a little bit of a purist. I, I You know, I, I I grew up at the comedy store watching guys like Andrew Dice Clay and Sam Kinison and Robin right. Williams and George Carlin would come in and Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy. And you just got this... Like, I was talking about how, what an amazing... A comedy education that was. I mean, yeah. that was like the university of all universities.
0: What year was and, this? What And this is range? like
1: 86, 87. 86, 87. 88, And it was just like, I mean, it was it was, it was was a boom town. And the comedy store is having a resurgence now, which yeah. is awesome because the place, it really is a magical place. Man. I mean, it's a, a special place for me. It's like home. It's my home club. I've always considered it my home club. I love yeah. doing the original room there. And and you go there on a Tuesday Wednesday it's like a fucking comedy. It's festival. crazy now. But it,
0: no, but it, that's, and when I started, it was a dark hole that just felt yeah. Nineties, like, yeah, right. I still have uh, well, like for me, like the mid two thousands, I still have like these bad feelings of going in there and just you know there's seven people at a show and everybody's mad and.
1: Well, you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad. Episode. I'm glad it's come around, and yeah. podcasts have helped that. Yes. Also, social media has helped that. You know, uh, Brendan Biddleton was the guy. You know, the, but you know, Joe Rogan talks about it all the time, and yeah, and everything, and so it, it helps. And I'm glad. I mean, it, it's a special place, and it deserves to be busy and, and, and vibrant like that because I, I think stand-up comedy is having a resurgence. Like, comedians are the new rock stars. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy. I mean, you know, you see, like, you know, but it's this cancel culture is kind of disturbing as well.
0: Has anybody tried to come after you for anything? No. I no. I'm not yeah. that guy.
1: Yeah. I've never been that guy.
0: I would hate to be the person that came after Jimmy Schubert. I feel like you might annihilate someone. No, it's just I don't treat people like that.
1: I never have. I don't treat women like that. I've always been a gentleman to people. I'm I'm never, even on the road, I realized early on, dude, you know, you can go into a comedy club and you can fuck a waitress and six months later she's in booking it and you just fuck yourself out of work there. I had a lot of guys go, hey, I need to, I never would shit where I ate. I always looked at it as like my office. And so I, I always took care of people, tipped very well. And I did my job, and I got the fuck out of the comedy club. I didn't hang out, you know what I mean? I, yeah, like, and, yeah. And just go if you were to go, you're gonna go carry on, do it somewhere else. That's not at the comedy club,
0: right? No, I always looked at it like these are the people I'm working with. I yeah. like these people. Yeah.
1: So, um, I mean, I was always funny. I had to work at being a pro. I had to yeah. like come up with it. Like, oh, I, I, that's just I be a pro. Just be a professional. Sure. And and that's uh, enough. But, yeah, but you see, you know, I mean, what happened to Louis C.K.? I mean, Jesus. I mean, the guys. Okay, there's two sold-out shows, the big, and he's supposed to go home and jerk off by himself. You know I mean? Small into the a couple people. You know what I mean? I'm just kidding. Uh, but, you know, uh, but, yeah, but, I mean, you know, but you put Louis C.K. in the category of Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby, and that's fucking wrong. Right,
0: Louis right. Louis's a
1: jerk-off. He may have a kind of medical condition where he fucking likes to... I, I, I get it, but I know guys like that. Yeah, they're varying
0: degrees of dirtbags.
1: No, 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 but, I, I mean, but it's, it's I just find this cancel culture... To be ridiculous, like Brad Williams told the story in a podcast. Because he hey, we're oh we're, yeah, I saw that, and, and it was like, look, man, Jesus, people. Yeah, I mean, you going to you know, it, it's it's just it's just getting awkward. And at, at a point, I was trying to write around it and do stuff that's not that right. wouldn't ruffle anybody's feathers because I do a lot of corporate work as well, uh, and and I just thought I was smart enough to write around it. That I can go up and fucking demolish a room and not talk about cancer or rape yeah. or fucking abortions or fucking Trump bash or whatever the fucking the flavor of the day is. I mean, I even said to somebody last night, it's so ridiculous that I get it. You're gonna go up and do some political material. Have at it but you are also going to divide the room in half and you're never going to get the other half of the room back. So you've already set up a room, you're fucking killing, and then you decide to fucking trash the set and work against yourself, and it's just the culture we live in. And I think it's fucking, I think it's really ridiculous. I think people can't control how they feel about something, so they want to limit your ability to talk about it.
0: Right, right. And
1: that's fucking wrong, because comedians are the walking, talking First Amendment right. Yeah. You know, with that right comes a tremendous amount of responsibility, but at the same time, gee, Jesus, I mean, come on, people. It's a fucking comedy show. And a lot of times it's just a joke. It's just a fucking joke. If the other side were funnier, we'd say it that way. It's funny. My buddy did a, he goes, you know, he, he did like a kind of a, Slightly kind of racist thing It goes, it goes It's a racist joke You're, You know They do jokes about Irish people and Italian people Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and everybody They've done it for years I mean, you know Right You know, what's the ICC stand for the top of the Italian country club Yeah, you yeah know, they, You know I mean, it was all that Like, it's harmless But I mean, it's part of our culture Everybody does the does the, does. I grew up in Philadelphia I got six brothers I don't know about you But I You know, like Busting someone's balls Is like a form of affection Yeah You gotta wonder When I'm not busting your
0: balls You ball. can kind of tell In your cadence That that's, that, that was your up- Right, that's that's kind of where you're filtered. You talk- you put it through the Jimmy Schubert filter, like that's what it is. It's, yeah, it's I, well, growing I, well, up in a I, house full I, of boys, six brothers. You can feel it. My dad was a homicide detective. Yeah. I, was, I got
1: one feeling, and I fucking dare you to hurt it. You <laughs> know what I mean? No, it's just we're just yeah, but that's the filter I come through life, and I grew up in Philadelphia, which is a fucking really tough fucking city. I yeah. got more fist fights inside my house than I did outside. It was a, it was a tough fucking. It's just it's just so. I'm a little, uh, I'm just a little hard on the edges a little bit. I, yeah. I, I'm trying to be like a little more, um, you know, understanding of stuff. You sure. know, I'm trying to like I give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You know, yeah, but, we're all trying to grow a little bit. Yeah, but I, I mean, you know, but it's it's just I just grew up with that that older style of comedy. Yeah, that, that, that to me that. That like that, that you know people you know the people describe me as like a like a modern day throwback like it, that style of comedy that da, 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 yeah you know, yeah con- it's just. Uh- But I like that. That's the way I learned to do it. That's the way I grew up. That's what I grew up watching. You know, you're watching Ronnie Dangerfield and Robin Williams. And these guys are, I mean, these guys, I mean, come on, man. It was Kinnison and Dice Clay. Having
0: started at the Comedy Store and then like seeing it now, do you have, uh, and I I know we got shows tonight, so I want to wrap this up, but do you have, um, do you have like a Mount Rushmore, the four greatest comics in your mind to ever do it?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. That's a great... I mean, fucking Carlin's my all-time favorite. Carlin's up there? Carlin's the number one. Uh, I want to say Gleason, but Gleason's more of a comedic actor. Right, But right. he did do stand-up at one point. At one point I don't he think did I've do,
0: ever seen his stand-up.
1: Uh, no, but Jackie Gleason was a one-of-a-kind. He, yeah. he was the fucking great one. I, I, he's just, he was a... Uh, I mean, if if you're talking about comedic influences on me, okay. So, so it's Carlin, Carlin, Gleason. Gleason. I would say also, you know, I grew up. I love Rodney. Yeah, I just fucking love him. I mean, you know, I love his whole fucking story, you know? And he just, like, never stopped writing. Even when he didn't stop doing stand-up, he had copy books and books full of it. And so when he came back out of retirement uh-huh. as Rodney Dangerfield, he used to be Jackie Roy. He just had, he, he did, like, fucking fifteen sixty Tonight Show. like, like He came back,
0: he reinvented himself as yeah. Rodney Dangerfield. As Rodney Dangerfield, yeah.
1: And, okay, and, uh, you know, I really, really, the, 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 you know, rough, he did have a uh, pretty hard childhood. Right, right. So, uh, but yeah, I love Roddy, man. People say that to me sometimes. They go, you remind me of Roddy Dangerfield. Really? Really? Because huh. I don't look like Roddy Dangerfield. Right, right. <laughs> you know? But you, they, they just said, no, the, the, you just have one joke after another joke after yeah, another yeah. joke. It's like, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm not even finished laughing the first time. Here comes another one. It's a, it's a relentless. Yes. You know, and I listen to my fucking album. Uh, My record distributor, Stand Up Records, Dan Schlissel up there. We're getting ready. They're going to play it on Sirius XM. I think May fifteenth. Okay. In its entirety, and it's called Zero Tolerance. But I mean, I'm my own worst critic. We all are. But I listened to this album six times, and it is fucking relentless. You feel good about it? Yeah, it just keeps coming at you. That's great. I think it's my best album yet, and it's just it's a boom. And just I I finally take a breath about twenty two minutes in. <laughs> anyway, it's good to be here, at Burbank. I mean, it's just but it's just uh, but it's all, you know it's all writing, man. I love I love crafting jokes and writing stuff and and so uh, yeah, I'm really proud of this album. And um, you know, people if they want to listen to my see my special, uh, they can go to uh, JimmySherbert dot com. It's right there on the Vimeo. You can rent it for three ninety nine. Okay. You can buy it for nine ninety nine. Uh, I self released it because. Uh, you know, like we're talking about everything else, we live in this new age, and I wanted to, uh, I mean, eventually I am going to club it up and put a little clips on social media, but I'm also probably, right. eventually we'll release it on uh, YouTube right. and stuff like that. But I own it all. That, I that's good. Them, I produced them and all, all my albums, all my everything. I mean, you know, because here's the interesting thing. You need to, as a, you know, you talk about as artists, but it's like, I had a company come to me, I won't say the name. Okay. And they said, man, we loved your special." I said, great, man. What's the offer? Well, they said, why don't you just pay the $3,000 errors and omissions insurance, and we'll put it on our Roku channel, and then we'll split it 50-50. I wow. went, wow. Really? You guys would do that for me? <laughs> First off, <laughs> it's you're insulting me because you think I'm a fucking idiot. Right. Because I know you already have the errors and omissions insurance called the E&O insurance. Because you're a broadcast company, you have to have that. If you are broadcasting, so uh, E and O insurance is uh, if you say something and a company decides to sue you because of something you said in your special, okay, that's what the E and O insurance is for. Okay, so it was three thousand dollars, but I know they already have it, so you are yeah. hustling me for three grand. Why? Why and you are right, gonna right. take fifty percent, and you love the fucking special, you know? I heard this too. You know, if you were minority, we would have bought this thing. Yeah. I go, what did you want me to do? A black face? What do you mean? Jimmy Schubert, I'm an angry black lesbian. <laughs> I mean, but that's really unfair to say to me. Yeah. Because there's nothing I could do about that. And I said, did you watch the special? Well, you know, we watched a couple minutes of it. So I said, you're telling me that you care more about what I look like than how funny the special is. Right. Right. And I watch these specials on Netflix. I can't get through 15 fucking minutes. A lot of them are really bad. I, I mean, you know, hey, well, you know what? Because, you know, people, you can say what the fuck you want, bro. I, I, I got to tell you this. I don't give a fuck if you're purple, if you're fucking yellow, if you have dick, if you have breasts. I, I, the only yardstick is of are you fucking funny.
0: That's what I care. Are about. Are
1: you fucking funny? Yeah. And you can't. There's no shortcuts, man. You're not doing anybody any favors. Yeah. Because you know, if you don't pay the fucking, and that's what I love about standup. But it's really the great, great equalizer. You can fool some of the people some of the time, and all the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. Yeah. I mean, it is the great equalizer. And you know, I mean, you know, that's why you see these comics. Some comics don't start getting, like, you know, everybody's been doing it 20, 25 fucking years. Yeah. I mean, it takes you that long to get good at it. Yeah. And you want a shortcut. Good fucking luck. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, uh, I'm trying to, uh, you know, it's just interesting. I, I mean, it took me 17 years to do my first album. This, yeah. this one will be my fourth album. Okay. But it took me 17 years to do my first fucking album. It took me a a, a, lo- a little while longer to do my first special. Oh, yeah. But I'm I'm, I'm I'm versed in production. I was able to shoot it and edit it, and I have an editing bay right in my fucking spare bedroom, and and I just fucking chopped it up and set a rough line at it over, and then we put the finishing touches on it, and my buddy polished it up and kind of did a little color correction, yeah. and then we put the opening and the closing on it. I mean,
0: you know, and I did it for under 30. yeah. I've seen some of it. It's great. No, it's, it's a, great. Yeah. I, I, and it's like I, I, you said, it just keeps coming, relentless at you. It's like joke after joke after joke.
1: But the other thing is, is you know, the, the, you know, I produced it. I, I, I mean, it, you know, we live in a strange world now. Uh, so, but also, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to lean into it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to release it myself. I'm going to release my album. We're going to put that stuff on iTunes. I mean, you put something on iTunes, and they take 30% right off the bat. Yeah. And we're talking about digital mark, but also mm-hmm. in Vimeo, where I released my special, uh, it's a ninety ten split okay it's a ninety ten split and Vimeo's great yeah you know it's uh so that that's awesome and and um but I think that's it what's gonna happen is as I think these people that are in between mm-hmm. they're gonna go away you yeah. don't need them anymore right you really don't I mean all you got to do is build your social media following organically and get it to a point where you're a hundred thousand two hundred thousand three
0: hundred thousand followers across the All the platforms. Yeah. And that'll just keep building. Dude, that's a great stopping point. Everybody, look. Go find Jimmy Schubert. All, all the links for your social media and all your stuff. Yeah, it's just Jimmy, Sh-
1: Jimmy Schubert and Schubert, S-H-U-B-E-R-T. There's no C. You can go to Schubert.com and it'll take you to everything from there.
0: Yeah, go find Jimmy. Uh, add him on your social media. That, that's how, as comedians, we can continue to work. So go find him. Watch his special. Thanks, Jimmy. Any other dates you need to plug coming up? No, I know no, man. Thanks for having me on, on Nick.
1: It's great. we are got to get ready for our shows tonight. Thanks, man. It's <laughs>